Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from October 28th to November 3rd, 2013. Vulnerability activity for this period remained at expected levels, although the month of October and annual IntelliShield alert statistics continue to show increasing levels of vulnerability and threat activity. October 2013 closed with the highest monthly totals ever recorded in the 13 years IntelliShield has published alerts. The October total was 837 alerts, bringing the 2013 total to 6,321 which is a 14% increase over 2012. From a cybersecurity and vulnerability management perspective, this sheer volume of vulnerabilities and threats cannot be underestimated. Patch maintenance routines are being severely strained to maintain current software levels, and attackers have a volume of known vulnerabilities to exploit users, systems, and networks. Fortunately for patch management teams, several of these vulnerabilities can be corrected with the recent upgrades released by Microsoft, Oracle, Apple, and other vendors. While large upgrades can have serious impacts that may be difficult to troubleshoot, teams installing these updates have reported few problems. The recommended best practices for upgrading production systems are still advised. Deploy, extensively test, and troubleshoot in a non-production environment before deploying to production. Significant activity for this period included the release of Mozilla Firefox version 25, which corrected 10 vulnerabilities. Mozilla rated five of the vulnerabilities as critical. Mozilla also released updates for Thunderbird and SeaMonkey to correct multiple vulnerabilities. Cisco released a security advisory to address four vulnerabilities in Cisco iOS XE software for 1000 series aggregation services. In exploit activity, researchers reported an exploit that executes mobile browsers redirects by infecting the browser cache. Once infected, the browser will be repeatedly redirected to websites of the attacker's choice, enabling further malicious code installation and compromise. The attack reportedly also works on standard PC browsers, but the redirect is more noticeable by the user. Organizations are reminded of the upcoming Guy Fawkes anniversary on November 5, 2013. Anonymous and its affiliated groups have announced the organizations of both physical protests and cyber attacks to commemorate the day along with multiple campaigns that these organizations are currently conducting across the globe, including OpSyria, OpSerbia, and OpThrowback. For more information on these activities, see the Cyber Risk Report published last week. The new RouterPwn exploit tool was released that includes several scripted attacks to exploit known vulnerabilities and weaknesses in multiple home routers. Attackers continue to target and exploit consumer routers to capture and compromise data on home and small business networks. Most of these routers have updated software, but normally users must install the updates manually and configure the security settings to prevent exploits. In spam and phishing activity, a U.S. government announcement noted the increasing levels of veteran and military-focused scams, malicious email, and websites. Other organizations have noted increased activity targeting consumers looking for information on the U.S. Affordable Care Act and the healthcare.org website.
In addition, initial levels of activity have been reported on U.S. IRS and tax-themed spam and scams, along with the first reports of holiday shopping spam. IntelliShield published 147 events last week that included 93 new events and 54 updated events. In the legal risk management category, in what may be the first ruling of its kind and a legal precedent for future cases, Toyota ECU firmware was found defective and responsible for vehicle crashes resulting in passenger deaths and injury. The case involved an expert review of the software and noted the defects which were presented as the cause of the crashes. As the Internet enters the age of the Internet of Things, this legal case clearly shows the importance of diligent software development and testing. Like many other companies that produce similar software and firmware embedded in multiple devices and systems, these vendors could be held responsible for errors in the software that result in damages. This case demonstrated that the vendor could be required to provide access to their proprietary software code and allow third-party detailed reviews, scrutiny, testing, and expert code audits. In the human risk management category, organizers of DEFCON 21 Social Engineering Capture the Flag contest have released the final report on the event held last summer. The report details the contestants' research, social engineering techniques, and the success and failures of the various methods. Not surprisingly, the contestants were able to capture several flags and compromise the large organizations targeted in the contest. Details of the contestants' methods and techniques provide content for user awareness training, including details of the flags that indicate what attackers would likely target. Repeated contests and surveys have identified the weaknesses of users to social engineering as well as their knowledge of what should be sensitive and protected when asked for that information. The contest results indicate there were not any particularly new or sophisticated techniques used, but again, those that were most successful played on basic human weaknesses. While many might consider these human weaknesses to social engineering desirable traits, users should also be aware of the security risks they present and be more conscious of attempts to use those weaknesses against them and their companies. Next, in malware research, research released on a malware identified as bad BIOS has ignited a heated debate across the security and research community. While few technical details are available on the malware, the reported capabilities are almost too incredible to believe, causing many to question the research report. The malware can reportedly infect multiple platforms and remains even after a full wipe and reinstall of the operating system. The malware can also reportedly jump air gaps using signals from speakers and microphones. The capabilities of this malware have caused many to question the research, while other researchers attempt to verify the reported details. While the debate continues, the potential for low-level malware that infects the system BIOS and card firmware has been discussed by many as the ultimate method for infecting a system, having exceptional persistence while remaining difficult to detect. As the details of this research emerge and are either verified or discredited by other researchers, at the very least it could interest other malware creators to investigate this area for infections. Although not new, deep-level infections are generally considered difficult to execute, possibly requiring installation and compromise during the supply chain production. This could be another of the very few malware events that causes a major shift in how Security vendors and practitioners view malware and protections. Finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, 
At a meeting of the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN, in Uruguay last month, international stakeholders issued a statement calling for, quote, accelerating the globalization of ICANN and Internet Assigned Numbers Authority functions toward an environment in which all stakeholders, including all governments, participate on an equal footing, end quote. ICANN President Fadi Chaheda cited concern over the, quote, undermining of the trust and confidence of Internet users globally due to recent revelations of pervasive monitoring and surveillance, end quote. Along with Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff, Chaheda announced plans to hold a global Internet governance summit in Rio de Janeiro in April 2014. Tensions over control of the Internet have been growing for years, but the stream of revelations about government monitoring of electronic communications over the past six months has helped bring the issue to the forefront. As organizations such as ICANN and the United Nations-led International Telecommunications Union vie for influence, some stakeholders are expressing concern about increased information choke points at national borders and the balkanization of information flows. Indeed, ICANN President Shaheda expressed concern that calls for a new Internet governance organization under a UN umbrella could eclipse ICANN and empower some parties calling for greater censorship of the Internet. Information security specialists will want to watch these developments and expect Internet governance questions to remain in the headlines for some time. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.